0: Jesus said, and I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Welcome to the Evangelia Show. Hear life changing testimonies from our paradise Cook Islands with your host, Mania Clark Mamanu.
1: Kia ora welcome to the Evangelia Show. I'm happy to uh, finally have Brother Kura Kura. Uh, with me today. You probably recognize his voice. He's the intro and the outro voice for the show. Brother in the Lord who's uh, loved the Lord for nearly 20 years. Kora, lovely to finally have you on the show, and I'm excited to hear your testimony today.
0: Uh, me taki, Sister Mania. Kiorana. Kiorana to you and to your husband, Ngamitua and uh, it's been a privilege and honor to be on the Eibangiria show. Thank you for the invitation.
1: You're welcome. We'll start from the beginning. Which islands or waka are you from?
0: Um, I was born on the island of Manihiki uh, 19 July, uh, 30th of July, 1969. Um, Yeah. I was told by my parents that uh, there was no bed when I came out (laughs) So it was one of those uh, exciting moments that you know when you sit around with your parents they tell all of us a story
1: Is it because you were born so quickly or um, unexpectedly?
0: Unexpectedly I think yeah so as a firstborn of the family so I was rushing to come out I suppose (laughs) So, yes, from the northern group island of Mani, I was born. And
1: And your family, who's your parents in your family there?
0: My father is Petwara Kora, and my mum is uh, Jane Tieni Kora, and her father, Mokoa Kora, he is a orometua of the church, the mother church of CICC. I am married to beautiful woman named Nancy, (laughs) uh, which I met her in Manihiki, and we have uh, four children, Mm. Thomas, James and Casey, and our last born is a girl, Tiare.
1: Nice. In your upbringing, was faith a part of your life?
0: Um, Yes, I I suppose, my mum was a Sunday se- uh, Sunday school teacher and I recall that as a young boy and even my other brothers we used to stand up in the church or in the Sunday schools and we would say scriptures and um, that's you know, that was just life for us maybe, you know, on Sunday we'll go to church um, through the kids, uh, Sunday school and the mother church in Taurunu and um my father is also one of the, the, the deacon of the, uh, the church. And yeah, so I will say, yes, part of my upbringing was to do with something, uh, relig- you know, mm. with God. Mm. Yeah, I thought I knew.
1: That. A knowledge of God? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: when I was born and was raised in Manihiki, at, uh, around about eight or nine years, I think, and my parents decided to come to Rarotonga and uh, we moved uh, back to I mean we moved to Rarotono and uh, my parents built uh, a house in uh, Parikura in 1978. Um, We stayed there until uh, basically 1989 is when I returned back to Manihiki Um, but uh, before that in 1986 um, my father had a uh, of, uh, to be a caretaker of an island uh, it's called Suaru so um, he took the whole family which I think I was probably 17 or 18 at the time <laughs> I didn't like it uh, it's an island with no people on wow. we were the only 6 people on the island for 2 years We mm. stayed in Suaru for 2 years my upbringing in these islands really do you know, um, give me a sense of uh, mm who I am too today, you know, I've mm. learned a lot of the land, I've learned a lot, um, you know, living in Swaru for two years with my family. Yeah. It was
1: really survival things. It's it's survival, the...
0: yes, yeah, living in Swaru was a bit of a survival.
1: To yeah. so you encountering the Lord or you changing your life around, tell us about that. Where was your life, what was happening in your life at that time and, and what brought about the changes?
0: Mm. I suppose as a young young man, I came back from Suwaru to Rarotonga and, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, you, you had that freedom from a, an island that nobody was on there. So I t- returned back to Rarotonga in 1986 and, uh, you know, I was just living life and mm. uh, the bad life or, you know, the, the life into the world mm. and played a lot of sports and worked at certain places and earning money, you know I did not really know where I was heading but um, come 1989 uh, a friend of mine um, uh, asked me if I wanted to go back to Manihiki um, because pearl farming was starting up in Manihiki then so he talked to me about it and I said eh, why not so I decided to go with this family um, to Manihiki to start pearl farming it, it's basically mm-hmm. now comes mm. to church. Nga and her husband is Sam Karaponga, is my cousin. And my friend was the diver for Nga and Sam. His name was Junior. Mm. So Junior asked me to come with him and that's how I got to Manihiki in 1989. 1989 was, I think, got me back to Manihiki and started pearl farming with this family. And um, 1991 that's when I first met my wife, Nancy. Nice. And, um, and I was still in the world. And uh, we got married in 93. And uh, we had four wonderful kids, Thomas, James, Casey, and Tiare. And um, I think my life back then, you know, um, I had so much. Also, when we got married, we, we built a house. At 24, our house was up. And we had a business selling uh, just alcohol, and that was what I bring onto the island—just alcohol and cigarettes. Yeah. So it was until um, a moment of uh, my life. I almost lost my marriage mm. uh, as I was growing up uh, back then, uh, because I was involved with the community. Uh, We had the cyclone come through in 97 um, and it devastated the the island in 98 i decided to run in the uh, local government uh, election councillor, because i had all my you know all that alcohol and all the the, what do you call that
1: influence
0: influence yeah so i had a lot of uh, youth and and followers back then so i got in 1998 that's when I started my journey in the local uh, government uh, politics. And that year, and then the following year, I ran as a mayor, and two terms as the mayor. You know, um, yeah, it was just amazing how God's hand was on my life. In 2003, something yeah, really happened. Uh, it took a turn, a total turn. Uh, Like I said, one, I almost lost my marriage. Mm. My daughter was born then. I think she was about one years old. And um, Nancy was going to leave me. Because, you know, alcohol was a normal thing for me. Every Mm. weekend, you know, had mates around home and, you know, drinking Mm. and seeing my kids and, you know, growing up, seeing me do that, you know. um, So it just got to a point, Nancy said, you know, she was going to leave. And of course, you know, we weren't in Rarotonga. You know, there's not many flights come to Maniki, but once a week, I think the flight comes. So it got to that day that uh, Nancy was going to leave and I started to to talk to her. Not to She just, you know, um, started to talk, to talk to me about, you know, if you don't change, you know, mm. she, she will definitely go. Yeah, so that was the uh, the first scare of my life back then as I I remember now. It actually had changed my life. I think God was with me right through that journey because that particular weekend she was going to church in Tuko and the church was pastored by a Fijian pastor that was just swapping or came to Maniki to look after the church for two weeks and it just happened to be that Sunday she invited me to come to church in Tuka and I recall um, the pastor's name was uh, John Kata, he's a Fijian, he was preaching uh, that day but you know thing was Mania is that I just wanted to go to church to please my wife, and to keep her back on in Manihiki, I'm not thinking about what's going to happen and but that's all it took, you know just obeying You know, my wife said, come on, you've got to come to church. Mm. I said to her, I have a church, which is CICC. I was brought up in CICC. My parents always say, you know, was CICC missionary that brought the gospel to the Cook Islands. So you cannot go to another church. And, you know, this is it. So that's the same spirit I brought to the conversation with my wife at the time. She said, come, you know, come with me to church. She invited me. Because Brother Fredor was at that church Which invited his auntie Which is my uh, Nancy So this is how it went So Nancy invited me and and I went Not thinking about what's going to happen But you know just to please Nancy That I turned up to church Tell you what I don't know what took place that day But I was sitting right at the back And Somebody just in front of me said "Oh, He's talking to you And And I lifted up my head and everything was blank. It was like, I started crying. And he just said, yeah, you, I have a word for you. God wants to use you. Something like that, you know, those like, you know, what, you know, know, something just took over me. And finally, I just realized I was in the front crying. When I came to to my sins, I was in the front there, having my hand up. Mm. saying is that if you're truly born again you know something supernatural takes over and that's what took over my life mm. in 2003 in Tukal in uh, Akabe the name of the church is Akabe Christian Fellowship mm. the guy's name is um, John Qatar Pastor John Qatar and that changed my life until now but I'm not saying I'm perfect but you know I'm still loving the Lord and trying to you know to soak in as much as we can, and to do His will, not my will, but His will.
1: So how did life change for you after that experience? Was it a radical change?
0: It was a radical change because um, I was used to earning a lot of money. One thing the enemy was trying to put in my mind, you know, you're going to lose all that, you're going to lose all the alcohol, you're going to lose all the the money, the wealth that I've given you. And if you remember, you know, the time of the... Satan testing Jesus, you know, the three tests that he did. Um, you know, he showed the world, and you know, all Jesus did was speak back the word. And I felt, you know, at the time to rise up and say, So what? <laughs> you know, I, I felt that in my spirit mm. to say, So what? You know, there's only money. The rest was was not an easy thing, but the rest was like trusting, mm. trusting God and walking towards Him when that encounter happened that Sunday uh, four months later and then I got water baptised but I had to clean up you know my myself you know do away some of the uh, the old life that I had so I had to do away the alcohol and smoking too. I was smoking I was smoking about a pack of the Rothman a day mm. I was smoking quite a lot and uh, yeah, drinking quite a lot and I had to give that all up but not instantly it took a while because mm. I made a choice that day that I was going to follow Jesus was just an incredible uh, uh, transformation for me it's so beautiful when you are in that presence of god and you know you're almost going to you know lose your your best friend you're going to lose your family because you know i could not imagine you know my wife leaving me in maniki and she's going to take my kids mm. and i'll be left by by myself and i've got all the alcohol i got the money i've got the farm you know
1: and no What's, family you know how did it affect your, your family? I know that it
0: has affected them you know, in, a, in a joy because uh, I think my young family saw different in me. I did not drink. After that, I started to spend more time with my kids. I took them up on the motu. We had, you know, picnics, and we sleep on the motu for two, three weeks. You know, we don't come back home. You know, we we're um, isolated ourselves on the motu and just eating and, you know, and we were reading the Bible. No more too.
1: Nice. So God was doing a wonderful work in your and your baptism um, experience. Did you encounter God afresh?
0: My water baptism was like uh, 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 what Jesus went through, which is allowing that process to happen. But I encountered that God, you know, that first moment. You know, what I'm saying is that I didn't just, you know, I encountered Him that moment, and I encountered Him all the way, even mm. to, to today. I think water baptism was just surrendering, you know what. He, You know, it's doing inside of you, stuff, yes, yeah, the old stuff transforming The out of the water. Is just allowing you know the spirit of God to affirm his vessel that you know is in me. That's what I felt. It's just an incredible journey because he can repatch everything, he can knit everything back again. But you know, my wife and I grew stronger together, started from that moment and closer and closer. When I say closer, meaning you know, becoming more of just being a wife and a husband is like a real true friend in Christ mm. sometimes I call my wife as my uh, best friend you know in Christ because she prays and you know we've learned that that journey together now mm. and we see all our kids come through that and um, you know coming through the, the body of Christ yeah, and I think all my kids have been you know given their life to Jesus mm. been baptized and which stage they are you know that's their, their journey, to, their journey yes. to walk with God. You
1: know? Yeah. Have you experienced miracles, signs, wonders, visions, and dreams?
0: Definitely I have. I've seen families come to the Lord. And, um, you know, we've prayed for, um, for one of my nieces, you know, believing um, uh, in God's miracle healing, you know, between the father and I. And, you know, we saw that miracle heal oh.
1: you know,
0: before the father's eye. Wow. Because the father was crying, crying, you know, needed a miracle touched by God. And I said, if you believe, I'll be with you to pray with you. And he said, oh, please, please. So we did. I prayed with him and we were standing in my home. And eventually, you know, he got a phone call. She's okay. You know, the young girl is okay. Lovely. And, you know, we just hugged. And I said, oh, man, you know, Scott's doing all these miracle work. He is real. You know, that was early stages of my uh, encounter with the mm. Lord. And um, that's one. And I've seen God bless me financially. Mm. Uh, I've seen God's hand bless me with a new home. Wow. And I've seen God bless my children in their sports and academic uh, walk. That's because, you know, we trusted the Lord and prayed and just bring all our family before Him and, you know, believing that he can do those mm. miracles and, uh, it's, yeah ah, man, it's, it's beautiful when you know we don't just promote it in a way that um, we did it we promote it is how you know God is faithful to us when we believe in him And our know, faith activates him and God has blessed me in my life in in the little things you know when I'm down, you know. When you say your little prayers and say, "Lord, I can't do this. And mm. I don't know how," and He comes and He just, you know, somehow you get lifted up in a different realm of being lifted by His Spirit. So, yes, I have seen miracles after miracles. miracles after miracles, healings after healings after healings. Yes, I have seen. That. Amen. Yeah.
1: Now, you you've got a passion also for Israel. Ooh. When did that begin?
0: Oh, that's good because when I encountered God and I started reading the Bible I like, wow heaven must be up there <laughs> you know that the word of God you know I didn't really know where and what I was reading mm. But then you know suddenly Israel oh, Israel must be up there you know not knowing Israel is, it's, I mean the, it's here yes. on earth it was later on I think two, three months later, and then, you know, started to read carefully, you know, the, the the word of God, and, oh, Israel. And then my kids, one of my kids said, Dad, Israel is on the map. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pointed out, you know, it's on the map. Oh, well, you know, just something like that. Um, it just tells you, you know, life is, you know, you're learning every day. Yes. And then, so that's how it started, uh, Mania. It's just on the map. Mm. Oh, it is a real place. Mm. So my passion started to grow because I was reading the Bible yes. and knowing that, you know, God had called Abraham to set aside this particular land as a promise, as a mm. covenant to Abraham for his descendants, you know, for his children. So that's how it it developed in my heart that I one day I want to travel there. So I've been talking to my wife about it, sharing to her about it. Anyway, by her 50th birthday, and I was flying to Pukapuka, I think, and she intercepted an email from uh, one of our good friend, Paul, uh, offering his two more seats available to go to Israel. So it was Nancy's 50th, so uh-huh. she replied and said that um, we would take that. So by that time, she called me in Pukapuka. And we nice. Went to Israel. And that's how we got there. And we never looked back since we went there. It was a different.
1: Yeah, what did God speak to you, show you? Yeah.
0: So, what I was reading in Manihiki, and my mind went back when I stood on Israel, the things that I read in Manihiki. Yes. You know, how it connected. You know, our God is a supernatural God that brings us in and then aligns us, you know, the real truth where. You know, he was born, and Mm. the Messiah came here, and all that. So it was just like it's a personal thing. I'm not saying that everybody should have, but I'm saying that's how personal it became for me. It became for me because Israel. You know, the Word of God says in Genesis, "Whoever blesses Israel shall be blessed; whoever curses Israel shall be cursed." Mm. So I want to bless Israel. Mm. So it could be that you know I'm blessed because of that heart to give back to Israel. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's, and it's and w- still in my heart, you know, every mm. year we made it, you know, we want to be in Israel. Yeah. Because, you know, the Jewish uh, people every year, they go up to Jerusalem, you know, to, to, to celebrate, you know, the the feast and uh, the tabernacle and all this. So we're not saying we're Jewish to go up there, but we just want to be part to pray, you know, for Israel. Mm.
1: What's the Lord's sharing or or speaking to you about in terms of the season of Israel now and and what you can be doing to continue to support pray come alongside of of them?
0: Um, There's many things that you know we here in the Cook Island can do you know um, we can pray for Israel Mm. Um, it says in the Bible that um, um, you know, the um, the time that uh, Jesus was encountered, uh, the woman at the well, you know, she classified herself, you know, Jesus was a Jew, and, you know, the Jew prays, uh, you know, um, in Jerusalem and they pray somewhere else, but, you know, Jesus replied, and I've, I like the fact that, you know, Jesus is saying that no matter where you are, we are to pray, you know, that we know the Jews pray to the Father, you know, we... Here in Cook Island, we pray and knowing that the Jews or the Israel people one day will realize the Messiah mm. came from them. At the moment, you know, they still have not accepted mm. that Jesus was their Messiah. Mm. You know, the Messiah came from Israel. But it's, you know, we just have to pray for yes. them. We pray for them. Yes. So if I've encountered Jesus in Manihiki, you know, on that Sunday, you know,
1: how much more can they be encountered by God through your prayers, through our prayers for them. Amen.
0: And you know, just when you think, oh, you know, you're not going to get anything, but God will encounter you. Mm. I just went there just to please uh, Nancy that, you know, I followed what she asked me. That's all I had in the plan. The The same as what we can do. We can do more for Israel. Mm. We can sow into the ministry. We can give to the, uh, to the Aliyah, we can, you know, sponsor a a, a family. Mm. There's so many things to be done. Mm. But I believe the key uh, right now is for the Cook Island to pray for Israel.
1: Through this COVID period, we've had two years of it, and it obviously affected faith and business and all sorts of things. And and your family as well was affected by it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what has God really shown you through all that whole season?
0: I think... um, the COVID, uh, it's, it really shows how our faith can really activate us towards, you know, God's purpose or God's calling in our life. Um, you know, I've just shared earlier, you know, the miracle God has shown me, blessed me and all that. He still does. And mm. during the COVID, I have not taken, you know, the, um, the injection. Now um, That is a miracle on its yes. own um, I feel that if we are serving a mighty God a God that is supreme you know He is our source and you know this is where it is where knife meets the, the paper really God is my source and I stuck to my faith that I would not be um, you know, be terrorized or be forced to take the vaccine uh, Isaiah fifty-three, yeah, about six. You know, by his stripes, you know, we we claim healing, so um, you know we're healed. I think that's, you know, our God is bigger than, mm. than anything that we're um, that COVID can offer. I think the Omicron is, uh, and all these things, you know, we're just it's all fallen down at the foot of the cross. Mm. That's you know that's how big. God the is, love is yeah. Yeah. the love of God is cuz he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son so not even covid not even onicar not even the, the vax not even anything else you know will stop the love of the father you know that he has given you know that particular uh, cure which is mm. Jesus Christ alone as our source so what we did during the uh, the covid time my family, we prayed. We asked God, and you know, God did speak to us. And God is love. I love God. And I made a decision to, to be who I am. God has given me a breath of life mm. in me to live for Him. And
1: I'm, You're going to trust God's word.
0: I'm going to trust God's word. Not only trust God's word, I'm going to trust what He tells me. Mm. Because, you know, we've got to test all spirits. Bible tells us that we must test spirits. So I I feel or I know now that God has used me in a miracle way because you know we are not to judge anybody. No. You know, you love those that um, that have not, and you love those that Who have? have, you know, that's that's me, you know. We're gonna love everybody because that's why he said, I sent my only begotten son, mm. for he loved everyone. Yes. He didn't say only the the good ones he said like, you know God so loved the world mm. so the world means everyone everyone so that's Amen. me too I love everyone Amen. I'm just sharing my testimony as I love the as Lord and that's what I went through for the COVID time so
1: Amen. God has been
0: good yeah
1: well, talk to us about some of the things that stand out for you about breakthrough or or things that God really wants you to be Knowing or, yeah. or doing in this season, when I
0: first gave my life to the Lord and I was listening to a lot of uh, uh, music. and One of the, uh, the churches that I was listening to for uh, back then in the early 20, uh, 2003 and 2004 was the uh, Hillsong Church, and I was listening to Darlene um uh, singing and I was listening to Brian Houston, yes, preach. You know, that's just to equip me, you know, because I didn't know. You know what is taking on. You know, just you read and then you listen. As more as you listen to these music, these gospel music, and uh, also listening to Brian Houston preach, you know that sort of helped me uh, in my journey. And also our pastor in Manihiki is my cousin. His name is Te Toko uh, Him and his wife also helped me and my mm. wife grow into the ministry, into, uh, into this ministry. Um, and also Pastor Bobby, you know, all these people have come into my life to help me, who I am today. Amen. Pastor Bobby, Pastor Mituatini Tamaroa, that passed away, Pastor Poco, Pastor Bobby's wife, you know, all these people helped me, you know, what God... And your faith journey. Yeah, my faith journey. But today, you know, when I came to celebration, you know, there was a a different level. And you had mentioned about my Connell, you know, but I want us to take a journey, you know, from the day I started to where I am, mm. you are still learning. What I'm saying is that God has identified you in 2003, and 19 years later, almost 20 years later, He also is using me the same day that mm. He encountered me there. We never stop learning yes. you never stop loving so today yes you're quite right God has a, a, a purpose for all of us he has a purpose for me he wants me to uh, minister or to share the gospel to our Cook Island people to share to anybody you know about the love of Jesus mm. Christ because everyone that I see today is it saddens me when that brother or sister is not in the law mm. We have to pray for them, and we have to do something about that. You mm. know, we need to warfare for that. Yeah. That is my passion. Like I said, the history of my journey in two thousand and three to where I am today—it's all been with all these great things that God has put in my life. Yes. So Hillsong—I went to the Hillsong three times. Mm. My early walk—I think we went to two thousand and four, five, and six, and then you know it was like okay now something different so we started having pastor couple pastor couple is from australia melbourne he came to money we did a crusade there ah. yeah, so all these things was added up to last night's message with uh, mike connell our fire should be the same fire in 2003 should be today too yes yeah, we are not to let our fire dim yes yeah, we should be on fire the day i gave my life to the lord That same fire should be burning
1: in my heart today. Amen. What's your vision for Rarotonga, the Cook Islands, Manahiki?
0: Ooh, what's my vision? I'm just hoping that every Cook Islander, every blood Cook Islander will be born again. Every Manahiki, every Aachuan will encounter the power of God and will change their life. Jesus
1: mm. your final encouragement or message or even verse you'd like to share with our leave with our listeners today
0: just to you know keep your eyes keep your focus on Jesus um, don't tire out don't give up and uh, yeah, read your word pray every day and um, yeah listen to some good good teachings or you know just, Say, Lord, I love you, Jesus, I love mm. you. You know, when you declare by your mouth, Jesus, I love you, you know, you've already gained a point. But when you put negative things in your mouth, and it comes out, you've already, you know, uh, stepped back. Off of mm. So, um, it's my prayer that every Cook Islander, you know, will be positive about things, and especially in the kingdom of God. And if you've uh, had offense or, you know, um, something's not right with your family or your wife or another, You know, be quick to make that change. You know, be the
1: first mm. one to apologize
0: or the first one to say sorry,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know, make it right. That's you know, that's my encouragement because I think we men, you know, we're too proud of ourselves. You know, Cook Islanders. You know, the You know, all this. But I think you know, we men can also lead, lead. Uh, our family leader wives leader community in the in the righteousness mm. of God If you would like to discuss this testimony more contact celebrationrarotonga.com website or celebration church Rarotonga facebook page and to hear other life changing testimonies subscribe to the evangelia show podcast and on spotify kia metakitai to ora E qui è Yeah, coco!